Trying to be a family turned out to be trickier than expected. Or heroes pretending to be the Jonas family. Find life in Tokyo difficult. Bajarkir is standing out and find that everyone is too curious about what is going on with the new neighbors. John Doe immediately gets himself set up as the victim of workplace negligence and has to take a break. And more important, Void Walker makes the awful discoveries about the nightmares of the educational systems that she has so far avoided, which is now going to be Highwayman's task to speedrun her through. So do you want to do a montage scene before going into the baseball field or what? Oh, sure. Yeah, let's do another montage and get that extra boosts in. Okay, what is the next family moment the next morning, let's say? Johnny is going to come to the kitchen table, which I assume we have, and sets down a very big color-coded and indexed binder onto the table with a pretty heavy thunk and looks at Voidwalker and says, now at least this is going to basically be your Bible for the next however long we have until we need to get you into this program. I realize that not all of it will be comprehensible to you, but we are going to work on that as well. We are going to be working on English basics today. And then I think after lunch, we're going to break for French as well. And Alice is kind of looking around to the other two eyes, hoping for some salvation, some mercy, some escape route. You better not. Elias produces eggs like that uh, eggs omelet. (laughs) 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 And just puts it in front of her. The the phrasing of that was so good. I just, I just, I I know, I I can't just imagine like you. That came out wrong. You're just holding your hands in front of you like there's an orb of magic and then there's just eggs. Yeah, it's a, I, I, I cooked up a rolled eggs dish and it is now in front of all of us. Ooh, that sounds good. It does. Love me some. I look as the eggs are served and then I'm going to help educate you on the uh, cultures around the world after the English lessons and the French. I only know enough French to say, uh, please don't shoot at me. Does that work anytime, Papa? You know, the please does help sometimes. More is honestly, like genuinely, more than you'd think. Because you would think it would be zero times, and then, but it's more than that. I can say that phrase in in fifteen languages. Can you say "tink up"? Oh, that's the easiest one. Hello, fellow officer. I think, even though he is incredibly stressed and very serious right now. And, and yes, I did. There were air quotes when I said that. Does crack a smile at that? He's <laughs> just like that was that was good. That thank you. So time to get those boosts going. Can we just collectively agree that all of the boosts we're setting up for right now need to be applied to making Voidwalker learn things? I mean, hopefully you don't need to make that many rolls. It sounds like we kind of do. <laughs> No, I mean, I am wondering, and I do want to have this conversation with Voidwalker briefly as part of creating this boost. So due to how you're able to read things, Alyssa, if we teach you the rules of academia, will you be able to have the same effect that you normally do? Or do you have to actually learn the whole thing in order to make it work? I think that's going to the crucial point is that I'm going to need to get a wider picture so that my understanding actually kicks in. I never get a partial understanding of something. I either get it or not. If I was looking for a place to find as pedantic of academics as possible, where would I go? I mean, I'm right fucking here. I can hear everything you're saying. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, uh, Elisa just looks directly Johnny just has the binder open and he's like, and he's just like scratching out a section. And he's like, all right, so we're just going to, we're going to focus on English and we're going to not do French and we're going to focus on this is how school works. I'm going to teach you a class about how academia works for the rest of the day. What is the most pedantic thing we can assign you to read? I don't know if that'll be helpful considering, you know, the reading issue. 
fair. All right. So, I mean, at least we have a play going forward. Now I'm going to roll my boost. I got a two. Okay, so what is this plus one boost? This plus one boost is weaponized pedantics. Okay, what are the others doing? I'm also going to roll a boost. Hey, did we um, codify my boost from earlier? The one when I rolled a four? No. Uh, Yeah, that four, would that have been a plus one? It was a plus two uh, community scouting. Um, Yeah, I am also going to roll a boost. Yeah, this is going to be... I'm going to frame it through precognition and leadership again. Precognition in particular, because I think I'm trying to start using my like precognitive powers to figure out basically like what is the specific shit that we're going to have to focus on just to get her into the academy. And we'll focus on that and we'll try to shore up the rest afterward. Like just the most important thing. Mm-hmm. It's a four again. So another plus we will call priorities. I guess I'll make breakfast, lunch, and dinner and say quality meals is my name of my boost as I make it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's very good. should call this boost the most important meal of the day. Yeah, I got a plus one. Breakfast is not so good. <laughs> you know, at least it's plus one full valley. Yeah. Okay, we're going to go a merciful break for Elisa. Because she is gonna want to get her cap and baseball bat and uh, go for some exercise as her butt hurts from being glued to the chair. And of course, Elias is gonna be monitoring her as they use this opportunity to meet with the dolls. Is any of the other two meeting going with this or is gonna be what? What do you think, Brad? What, sh- what should we be doing? No, genuinely, this might work twofold because he works in a baseball field. And what is a more normal family outing than eating baseball? Than going to catch a. Yeah, than eating a baseball. <laughs> yeah, but you're still hurt. I could go to a baseball field in a. They have some sort of wheelchair accommodations for folks at the baseball field, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, you had to do something. Yeah. Yeah. We'll take my beloved husband, my beloved injured husband, to the baseball game. We're all going to go. The whole team. Everybody's going to the baseball game. And, yeah, you see a lot of local people practicing. And uh, you see a middle-aged man smoking cigars, watching people play. You see... Two twins that seem to be playing the game. You also see the maid from before, Sarasuka, with three of the kids that she's taking care for. And you also see a British woman cheering on her child. And she seems to have brought refreshments for the neighborhood kids rather than getting anything from the confessionary stand. Jensen, why don't you and Alyssa go introduce yourself to that nice lady and her kids over there, pointing at the maid? How, how, how could... Oh, yeah, she's very nice. How can you do this to me? All right, yeah, let's do that. Come on, Alyssa, we're going to go uh, make nice with the locals. We're going to go make friends with the neighbors. And I'll talk to that nice lady over there with the confectionery. Yeah, Void Walker and I walk over to this this lady oh hello child you must be new in the neighborhood yes i just moved in with my papas uh hello it's it's very nice to meet you i am Tim jones as my daughter elisa we did we just moved in here and we were we're just you know trying to uh introduce ourselves make ourselves a little a little uh some some new acquaintances around the neighborhood uh, my pleasure my name is albie pull i have stepped in to coordinate the efforts for the Neighborhood Parents Association. Someone needs to take care of all the little ones. Want an orange slice? Personally, I just ate. I am I am quite stuffed. Alyssa, would you like an orange slice? Oh, yes. Yes. Yes, please, madam. I would like it very much. And she grabs it and uh, politely nods and eats, and then 
knowing that only you can see as she is biting down, she basically sticks her tongue out and makes a, a mean face about the, the posh lady as she swallows. And then she turns around and she's all cheerful. Mm, yummy. Uh, Alyssa, why don't you uh, go uh, introduce yourself to the other the other uh, kids your age from the neighborhood? I think that'd be that'd be great uh, as far as uh, you know getting you the, the chance to meet some new people. Oh yes, uh, Chad, please show the young lady around. Oh, his name's Chad. Gross. Yeah, and she follows the the other kid, and uh, Albie turns to you. To which school she is going to? What's the name of the school? Oh, uh, it's the Golden Horizon Conservatory. Yeah, I look at Albie and I say, "Well, uh, she is not currently enrolled. We, as we, you know, just moved here. We, uh, it was a rapid thing, so we don't, we didn't have the uh, the chance to establish everything. But we are hoping to get her into the Golden Horizon Conservatory. It seems the appropriate venue for a child of her academic standing. And oh my! And uh, while she seems to maintain a polite expression for a moment there you see the fleeting glare of judgment as, as if your child could get there, my child could not get there, why would your child do that? Does she say that or? No, you just read a momentary 10 seconds glare Oh, okay, great, yeah, that I, I... Again, she's very British about it That would be delightful I'm going to be British back, and I'm just going to pretend that I didn't notice it or care. So, what do you do? Oh, I am a uh, I'm a uh, media market executive. I just recently got taken on at a at a broadcasting service here, and I'm doing market research as far as the feasibility of different types of programming. How delightful! Are you with BBC Japan? Only in a consulting capacity. I tend to be hired on by various different broadcasting corporations just to kind of bridge some gaps culturally between different, you know, different markets. You know, just all kind of heading towards that great global middle ground of just getting us all to enjoy different things. So I've done some work for BBC Japan relatively recently, but uh, I'm not with them currently. Oh, I see. Well, that must be a very interesting job. I, I will say this, it's never a dull moment. I, I, I've i got to tell you, I never thought that I could get as tired of watching TV as sometimes I do. But at the end of the day, you know, you count your blessings. Well, in case a few of your family need anything, you can just ask the polls. I'll do everything so that this neighborhood can be just as welcoming. And I will bear no disturbances to its peace. That's what everyone wants, isn't it? Thank you very much. That's extremely kind. Uh, you, uh, of course, certainly welcome to stop by anytime and and say hello. We would we would we try to keep things fairly busy around the house, but we uh, we do tend to enjoy a visitor here and there. So our uh, is butler the right word for what Elias does? I almost think that the preferential term because Elias isn't just a butler. I I almost want to swing with nanny. Or housekeeper, but it's more than either of those. I've been thinking about this this whole time. Well, yeah, it's it's like I'm that stereotypical servant of the rich people that does everything. What about just like home assistant? Somehow, you know, like Alfred is more than a freaking butler. See, that actually makes me lean towards the term butler specifically because of that. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll say butler. I'll just say uh, our uh, our butler Elias is a is a very fine cook. So you know, just give us a ring anytime. We'll we'll uh, see if we can't have you over. Maybe just for an afternoon snack. Oh, I will. I will. Don't worry. Now, with your excuse, I'm going to be sharing chat on. Oh, please, of course. I wouldn't want to distract. It was a very nice meeting you, Miss Poole. The rest of you, you approach Teratsuka as she is trying to negotiate the concession stand with three kids basically fighting over what to pick and uh, yeah and the, the attendant the man on the pompadour he's caressing a cigarette in his hands kind of waiting for them to be done so can light it for a break and he sees the two of you approaching and he kind of goes oh more 
to it's gonna be a while and he kind of gives up and puts the cigarette down i'm going to approach just a classic thing parents say about uh, other people oh they are quite they must be very excited to be here so full of energy oh yes you know you know how it is with the young ones when they get the date to practice sports Oh, yes. My daughter's currently... What is Lord Walker doing? I kind of want to guess that she's reading this kid so hard. Like, I don't know if you've watched it yet, yet, the Kenobi series. I haven't. I'm bad. Okay, there's... I'm not going to spoil it then, but there's a great scene with young Leia, and she is definitely a good... playing a very good Leia I'm also curious if it's just Voidwalker just smoking Chad Pool in fucking batting practice. <laughs> oh, yeah. She's just exterminating this kid. <laughs> She's just running a fucking clinic on him. Look, you see, I keep telling her that just because she's naturally gifted at it, she doesn't need to show off so much. But you know how hard sportsmanship is at some ages. Yeah. Oh, how rude of me. I'm Bart Jones. We just moved in. Yeah. I think I have met uh, your butler. Oh, yes. Elias is so talented. So everyone's been talking about the charming couple that has moved in. The silver fox and uh, the good-looking one. Wait, which one of us is the silver fox? Oh, <laughs> that's the thought bubble. <laughs> I think that will be Highwayman because he's way older. Well, I mean, people are saying we're charming. I can't believe that much about us, but I'll take the compliment. Do you want to um, grab a seat? We can talk. Uh, first, I need to see when this you want. Sorry, I'm kind of stuck here. Oh, you're fine. I I absolutely understand. Believe me. Conduct, conduct, now, hot dog, hot dog, popcorn. No matter what you get, they're all going to complain about it. Yes. This is just, just denying the, the impossible. Otherwise, my main goal of coming over was to distract her so that Elias could talk to the dose. Yeah. So I guess you basically move to the side and uh, as they get out of the line, Elias approaches and the dose says, hey, what do you want? Something on a bun? You want something traditional? You want something warm? You want some fries? Have a bit of gravy here? Uh, what? I, I, I kind of want to group thought this. Like, what is the passphrase here? Should be an order. Yeah, it's an order, but what am I ordering? What is something that no sane human being would ever order? This is an upper class neighborhood. It's full of British, so that's gonna skew the result of that answer. <laughs> so it needs to have something that has actual flavor. Something with that with actual flavor without gravy. Oh, that's gotta be in there. No gravy. That's gotta be in the order. Yeah. It can't be something that would be popularized by the Japanese food craze of the late seventies. No, that's that's my problem. Like it's like, yeah, a lot of stuff I'm thinking of is stuff that people would be absolutely ordering just to be like, oh, look how global I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think the British would like love something like NATO. NATO. Oh, I got it. I got it. Uh, sashimi, bratwurst, no gravy. That is absolutely both something no sane person, but also no Brit would order. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And the man looks around picks up the cigarette again. Hmm, I'm going to have to get into the the fridge next to the bathroom to check for that. Oh, okay. And it's basically a coup for you to meet him there. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I just can't help but laugh. <laughs> Brad's joke in there. <laughs> oh, okay, sorry. I, I, I was there. I remember that. I remember the first time I saw that episode, like, that's not a jelly donut. That's <laughs> for the 
<laughs> for the uh, for the future list of Brad goofs that made it into episodes purely because they're goofs. I said in the chat, points on a rice ball. You want some jelly donuts? Come on, I am the four kids generation. Sorry. Oh, you meet back in the back, and man is taking a drag on the cigarette. Names Frankie, Frankie Frankfurter. So you are Johnny Jennings. Do, do we use real names or do we use fake names? You just heard his name. What do you think? Okay, I am Elias Skog. I see. How are you enjoying the new home? It's great. Just have a bit of a trouble with the whole subterfuge stuff. Oh, that's no good then. I thought they will send professionals from Chile. Yeah, this is what the computer said, though. Damn machines. Cannot live without them, cannot live with them. I know. <sighs> and I come from a society that lives mostly without them. Yeah, well, well. So, yeah. And uh, he adjusts his petrified old army jar- jacket and gets a comb out to adjust his pompadour. So, it helped with Subterfuge. What are you trying to accomplish? I am trying to negotiate myself with the locals in the door market uh, and shopping centers. That's the word they use, shopping centers. Well, you can throw some money around. Everyone loves money. The problem is they are all posh here, so you must throw money around without, well, seeming like you are throwing money around because that will be just crust. Of course, that's assuming you have any money. You did not help with anything. Poor me had to get you this fancy apartment and had to be all on his own. You are heartless. This motherfucker want a bribe? By the way, what is our... <laughs> no, this other motherfucker is calling you poor. Yeah, I know. I am. This is chilly. We're third... We're system four. We don't get a lot of budget. <laughs> I have to imagine that the only budget we have was like lit is literally just bricks of of British sterling that are like uniquely sourced and we don't ask where they come from. I pull out the swear jar. <laughs> oh, so you have some cash. Yeah, this is our swear jar. I guess I'll use this. Mm, well, well, if you do things for people, people will like you. That's always a given. People, if people offer you a gift, that also means that they want you on their life. So we should accept that. Because people, the only thing that people love more than people doing favors for them is people that are in debt to them. That's people that they usually turn a blind eye to. You figure? And there is this disarming smile as you realize, oh yeah, and uh, he's also kind of putting framing this position because again, this guy just got you this apartment on one of the most expensive neighborhoods in Tokyo somehow yeah and he's basically saying yeah I like to have y'all that own me this around so help people get gifts give gifts get people in debt Uh, this is all really horrible stuff well, you can also approach the servants, you know? A lot of these rich people, they are by definition unapproachable, but if you are friends with the servants, you tend to, well, know things much better. I can give you some names. Uh, yes, please. You can approach maybe bean collectors, doctors, local cops, any of the multiple workers that do services from here because they all like this fancy stuff they're gonna need expelized artisans like carpenters and whatnot to do maintenance on their stuff you can approach one of them maybe try to get friendly to them and uh, learn whatever is happening around close the doors all right especially if your your objective is to get the little one in the academy right yes yeah, I don't have much pool in the academy, but I know there's a lot of local people that have their kids there. All right. What are the names of the servants, of their servants, of the people who have the pool? Well, there's the, a sook over there. 
genius. Ah, the oldest kid in the family goes to the academy, and there's clearly something off with that one. So if you find out whatever her secret is, that might give you a in. The guy there, and the, he points to the middle manage guy on the stands. That's Okada Tomio. He has been hanging around for a few weeks now. He was a big shot of executive. He sits on the board of one of the companies that actually backs the conservatory. So something must have happened recently to him. He seems to be kind of burned out. So that's also might be an interpoint of whatever the administrative is side is going on and hmm, out of my head there is Yamoto Madoka and uh, he hands off a car to you she does the maintenance of uh, the field around here so uh, but so most of her work is exactly the for adjusting the furniture of the rich families she can probably know a thing or two nods yeah, I can. If you give me something more precise, I can feed you certain lines. Yeah, I'll try and get some more precise stuff. I don't have. I, I mean, we just got here like a few days ago. Or how long has it been? <laughs> Literally yesterday. Yeah. And no, actually, probably two days ago. Yeah. Yeah, two days ago. We got here two days ago. And yes, John Doe is already in a wheelchair. Anyways, all right. Uh, well, I met the. I forgot her name already. The servant woman. Um, Sarasuka. Sarasuka. I met her. She seems nice, but she's also sort of out. Like, the family doesn't really want to... Well, at least the parents don't really want to be here. That's what I got. And a force to be. Yeah, but think about it. There is an apartment during most of the day. The only person there is the maid. Hmm. Sure, you can put two and two together. Okay. So why don't you give me a challenge roll? All right. Uh, what am I using? Awareness, insight, and a d6. So it's basically the same thing I did the last time. This is going to suck. No, don't, remember, don't forget the boost. I know. I'm trying to figure out which one do I want to use. I mean, the... the uh, Community scouting. I'm going to use that one. As... Yeah, exactly. Okay, go for it. Ooh, an eight. Actually, a really good roll. <laughs> ah, so... Yeah, that's a complete success. So, yeah, basically, you, despite him being kind of a bit of a petty asshole, you did not get in a position which Frankfurter has to get the hooks on you and uh, ask you for some favors. And, uh, and yeah, it was a, a success. You basically get a list of names of people that gonna become familiar with you. And, uh, so, yeah, so you talk a bit more and you learn about a bunch of people that uh, they're going to be good people to know by name and they know you by name, that they're going to make your job much easier later. And I'm going to be typing the names that he gives you as we cut to the others. So, does anyone want to do anything else at the basketball field or we cut to another scene? Maybe a family montage or if you are happy with the boosts on the table, another attempt at advancing the challenges? What do we think, gang? I think one of us should swing to try and and ingratiate ourselves with either Ms. Poole or Ms. Zuka. Do we want to try and be friends with another British person or with a maid? Here's my thought on that. I think that you should you should ingratiate yourself with Miss Poole because you can banter and Johnny is an awkward fuck. So Johnny gives the hey switch switch person symbol. Yeah, I mean, yeah, kind of like I don't think we should do it like, hmm, should we try to ingratiate ourselves with her at this baseball game or should we just like have a scene where you like bump into her in the neighborhood or something? Like at a shop or something like that. I I think I'm good as far as the baseball game goes. Yeah. Yeah. I think maybe changing a. It's like an afternoon tea. Yeah. Something British people love. Where you can just be like, you met my husband. Hello, I'm the other husband. (laughs) Yes, it's so nice to meet you. 
I, I, I got to watch Voidwalker absolutely stomp the shit out of your kid in baseball. <laughs> I noticed that my daughter kicked your kid's ass. That was rad. Loved that. How did you feel about it? So, is that going to count as ingratiate yourself to the neighborhood community or grounding identities? I think it counts as integrating into the neighborhood because my, my identity is locked in a little bit. I've got some pretty strong cover now. And now I have even stronger cover for being, you know, now I'm the neighborhood busybody. Because while the servant takes care of the important stuff, wheel around and be a problem. Yeah, I like I like that. All right. So so what happens? You basically invite Albi Paul for tea while your husband is tutoring Alicia and Elias is doing some maid work. That's it. That's basically what I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I was also thinking, well, later, probably in the next episode, uh, Sarah's just like having drinks with Sarah, like bringing over a bottle of sake or whatever in the slow times where the kids are gone. Yeah, when she's alone at home. Well, yeah, I'm not straight, so I, I don't know if she'd maybe at, ask her to a bar or something. I don't know. Whatever. We'll see. I guess that'll be a for my role. I'm going to use intuition, banter and a D6. It's going to be mid because I, I don't have none of my principles really apply here. But to be very specific, I am appealing to exactly what these types of housewives want. And I am just asking her to gossip about which of the neighbors she hates the most in that incredibly polite like you know it's so nice in this neighborhood uh but you know I, I, we're new here is there anyone we should avoid and i'm gonna steal the plus two priorities all right don't forget the minus one i know <laughs> <laughs> so do you want to fail hold on i'm just staring at the ceiling i need a second we need to give Brad some time. He got a two. He got a two, folks. The two on that one. Darling, he got the two. This is the second two in a row. Mm-hmm. Can I know the pot? Can I know the rough consequences of the failure? Is it just going to set us back some, or is it going to be a terrible social faux pas? Uh, I think basically you're going to make an enemy of all people. <laughs> she she gets there and there's a gun in her teeth. <laughs> So basically, you're gonna definitely gonna get ingratiated in the neighborhood community. Oh, they definitely gonna know about you. But, <laughs> but basically, it's gonna be a field because between uh, the Poles and uh, the Jonases. You see, here's the thing, though. As someone who lives in a suburb, I know the true secret, which is when one of those ladies hates you, all of her enemies, much like the cutthroat political arena they are, gather around you. Yeah, this is why it comes as a success. But again, the people that she has power over, they're going to hate you. <laughs> Their enemy is going to love you. But again, nobody's going to have a neutral opinion on the, the Genesis anymore. You can count on that. You know what? I'll take it. I think that's super fun. Brad, you've gotten us involved in every neighborhood civil war ever. <laughs> I love it. I'm there. Suburban mom faction war. Okay. Let me mark the success here. Yeah. Every suburb is a mob faction war. It's just how obvious it is. I know. So you are having tea. And what do you do that actually pisses her off? So because I think so she is also the neighborhood busy bee. Right. And you are trying to become the neighborhood busy bee. But you kind of doing this because you're bored. I imagine she says something that's like bitchy middle class complaint that John Doe just takes umbrage at. Oh, yes. You know. My husband, he's counting on me every time to give meaning to his rise. You know, financing is not like media in which anyone can get into and succeed. Finance requires a presence, requires inspiration. People, when you work on finance, they look at everything about you. 
on how you dress, to how things are back home, to the community you live. And if any of those things gives the wrong message, you're going to look for someone else to do your investment management. Now, that will not do if Mr. Paul Esquire is to succeed and to dominate the financial markets in Tokyo. His wife must be beyond even suspicious of reproach, and his community must be the shiniest example in Tokyo. I'm pretty sure that you understand very well the importance of this, and I hope I can count on the Jonas's to be paragons of our little corner. Isn't your husband a, a partner in his uh, elder brother's firm? I mean, it's just so nice that your family has so many connections that enabled him to succeed in the area of finance. My husband had to work so hard at breaking into media because unfortunately he didn't really know anyone until he got started. I just think it's so fun that your husband's family is so fir firmly entrenched in the area of investing that he was able to be given this wonderful opportunity. The, they don't have any connection. The firm of, of my brother-in-law is an insurance firm. My husband works on investment banking. They are completely unrelated fields. The benefits of one does not apply to the other, other than the initial connections and the initial seed capital and the initial clients. He started with nothing. This is barely nothing. Anyone can just get a client and a small loan. Oh my God, that's so much fun because um, you see, uh, my husband, he didn't have any seed capital. He actually had to uh, work his way up in his previous media firm. And then successfully after his big closing contract on uh, Reagan's Rangers, he took that money and was able to open his own suit. It's so fascinating that he was able to actually break into it on his own. But I love that both of our husbands are self-made men. Well, if your husband have to struggle so hard to get just to this level, maybe you should know how much you can achieve. And honestly, maybe you are being too greedy. You don't need to go to, you don't need to live in a neighborhood like this. And you don't need to enroll your child on the Golden Horizon Conservatory. Think about poor Alicia. She'll not fit in. I mean, I know, you know, it's a neighborhood that's a little pricey for, you know, how hard we've had to work. But I thought it might be nice to introduce some class and culture into this neighborhood, considering how much it, uh, it struggles with that. And I think Elisa's wonderful cultural background could really improve. And I mean, you saw her skills on the baseball field. I think she'll be a wonderful addition to Golden Horizon Conservatory. And she gives this debt Claire. Oh, oh my. Oh, that's the thing with you Americans, isn't it? You can never just have enough. You can never win with grace. You need to lose to be put in a place where you can appreciate what you actually have and what you lost. Well, I'll not stop you from trying. Go ahead. I'm sure everyone in the neighborhood will be paying a lot of attention to your family actions. The Jones are already the talk of town. Everyone will be cheering you on or, you know, chatting fraud and whatnot. I really can't believe how much culture and class you really represented of the British of the British uh, expatriates at this tea. I can't wait to see you around. But uh, I do think I have an appointment to keep, uh, you know, with this injury to my leg and such. Oh, please don't let me delay you anymore. I am polite enough for the guests to know when I have overstayed my welcome. Anyway, I need to get chat from his piano class. Tudilo. As soon as, she, as the door closes and she walks down the hall, I wheel into the room where uh, Alyssa and my and and Jensen are tutoring. I'm like, Alyssa, sweetie. Yes, Papa. If um, you're playing bass against Chad again, hit it with the ball. And just to say, oh, Papa, can I break his knees? Don't permanently injure him, but uh, give him a little shock. I think it'd be good for him. 
I, I just want to say that there is a moment after that where Johnny is just standing sort of slack jawed as John <laughs> wheels back out of the room. <laughs> and then Johnny's just like, all right. So anyway, <laughs> and that's the end of the scene. So do we went to family scene or do we went to cut to the maids? Family scene. Yeah, it might be good to do a family scene to replenish our boosts. Okay, so what is the family scene? Family board games night, TV watching, going for a walk in the neighborhood, what? You know, I think going for a walk in the neighborhood, especially after all of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So you are walking around, you go across the park, you stop to get something sweet, maybe, maybe pick up something for dinner. So what are the gear points that you went to cross? I don't know. I, I do have a like a religious question. What is the state of Shinto and Buddhism in this world we've created right now? I'm curious. I mean, it's basically the same thing is with the associations with the, the imperial throne having decreased. So in some places that drastically changed what Shinto is. So instead of the weird 19th century Japanese Mormonism that was Imperial Shinto, in most of the Japan it's kind of a return more to the local Shinto for that. Uh, not here, because the, the Imperial family is actually very elevated on the domain of West Japan by the British because they assimilated a lot of the Japanese nobility and uh, members of the Amato family remains and uh, basically the the tradition of the all the priests being related to the imperial house that is still a thing so it's still very much like our own historical record here okay okay because I was thinking of a shrine visit, but I'm not sure we're ready for that episode yet. Uh, I mean, you can just pass in front of a shrine. Yeah, we pass. Yeah, we pass in front of a shrine, I think is one of them. Yeah. And as you're passing in front of the, the shrine, you can see uh, what seems like a young exorcist doing some kind of right there. I think uh Elias, I'm like, which name do I use? Now I got three of them. Great. All right. Elias is a bit fascinated by that. Like people still worshiping the spirits. Elias, if you wish to go speak to that young gentleman, I know that um, Eastern religion is one of your great fancies. We can continue on our own. Just catch up with us. No, they, they look they look pretty busy. I'll come back later. And I, I, I guess I'll just leave an offering yeah, and as you come to get an offering, you see another twin of the, the young exorcist, this one wearing the garb of a summoner, coming around. And not only you get the sense of real power from the both of them, you have their eyes, you feel their eyes on your back, and feel the warnings of the spirits to this, as that they also recognize your own power. So... Yeah, the summoner, the exorcist, and the maid. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm going to create a boost that's going to be representative of the fact that now that we've been put on a side of the political machinations of this small neighborhood, that all of a sudden certain people are approaching us and talking to us all friendly. I just wanted to be her friend. And I got an eight to create that boost. So that's a plus three mom fight. Yeah, I was torn between mob fight or like some even more like over the top dramatic, but I like mob fight. So, Bran, do you want to make a boost that represents Ilya's connection to the awareness of the supernatural activity here? Yeah, yeah, let's go ahead that. That's just a three. Yeah, just a plus one. So maybe magical awareness at plus one so basically you just know that there are actual practitioners here that might be helpful or not I don't have any specific ideas in mind for what I am doing to create this boost does anyone else have thoughts okay so just knowing a little bit about Japan and how some Japanese people do love their guns 
In fact, so much that they will travel to Hawaii a lot just to go shoot guns. And like airsoft's pretty big over there. Could get into like some gun shop talk. That's yeah, that's possible. I yeah, I could do that. It's another kind of leaning into the neighborhood kind of thing. Also, it becomes a little bit of a fun bit that the very athletic stuntman looking parrot is involved in the neighborhood mom drama and the button down entertainment expert parrot is gun dad with friends. That just seems like a normal family to me. This is all this all sounds perfectly typical. Okay, so yeah. It's a one, folks. I got a one. It's not a it's not it's not my favorite number that I could have gotten. Well, at least it's not a challenge rule. That's you know, that's true. So yeah, so you get the pleasure of gun culture. Gun dad. Yeah, as you are talking about that, you see there is this this Scottish man that seems to be listening to you to attention, and he seems to joining in. He keeps talking about to you about his time in the Royal Navy, and at the end, he introduces himself. Name is Adam Nelson. You know, like the architect. It's my husband. It's a pleasure to meet you, Mr. Jones. It's very nice to meet you as well. Good to see someone else that I can talk about guns and the military about. That's usually something that people around here don't enjoy. I miss my time in the Navy. You know, I uh, enjoyed my time in in America just a, enough to be able to find a, a really nice hobby as a, or hobbyism in it. I just I was about to say that I had spent time in the military and then I realized that was probably not part of my cover identity. So <laughs> you just don't need to say that <laughs> you went to the fucking moon, you know. Yeah, no, I was, uh, well, I was... Poverty, poverty draft is still a thing, and again, that was the image that uh, Bart presented of you. Wait, is... Brad, did you did you say that I had been in the service before? No, I just said that we were broke. <laughs> oh, okay. All right, great, great, great. Um, yeah, no, then I, I, I would have said... Uh, yeah, I would say something to him, like, oh, yes, uh, one of the nice things about... Uh, growing up in America was that I had the option of being a, a gun hobbyist. Um, I, it really gave me a lot of appreciation for it. I'm sure you must have gotten a, a fantastic view of that of what was your time in the service. Oh yeah, we need to meet up some other time and catch up. I'm getting late for dinner. Oh, absolutely. Uh, it was it was delightful meeting and I hand him a business card that I have. It says, you feel free to, you know, give me a call sometime at my office and we'll set up a time to, to go out and shoot somewhere. All right. So, do you want to get to the maids? <laughs> okay, let's see how well this goes. Ooh, ow. Ow, that is a major twist, if I think. Oof. Yeah. No, that's a minor twist only. That's a minor twist? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to go with the minor twist. Okay, so you went to succeed. You approach... Sakasuka, when uh, both of you are grocery shopping, and uh, what is the excuse that you used to to go together? Maybe you it is on a place that is in between the two houses, so that and you complain about being thirsty or tired, and yeah. she invites you in. Or do you approach directly asking her about her opinion on Albipol? What is your approach? I kind of want to go with the direct approach. It's the type of character Berserkir is. Yeah, so I'm gonna. Oh, hello there. How are the how's uh, the the work going for you? Oh, this Sunday, my bosses they're actually coming home and they are playing. Uh, you know, uh, house dinner, and she shows the six bags that she's carrying. Yeah, I need to do a lot of job for them. They, you know, they got, they're not going to cook it themselves. I, they also don't trust me to do that. But the catering service, they want to be supplied, and they send me a list, and I'm trying to very quickly get everything together. <sighs> I, I'm only cooking for uh, four, so maybe I can give you a hand. Oh, can you? That will be helpful. And uh, I think after a moment of just idle banter, so, so what do you? What, what, what's your opinion of the Paul family? Oh, oh, can can this wait? And Cat 
to you in this very fancy apartment as she is pouring both of you Chardonnay. The Poles are the biggest not motherfuckers in town. They think that they've owned freaking Tokyo and honestly, they really don't. They just, they feel insecure about playing, you know, they actually have to work for their money. And uh, this place, it's rumored to be, it seemed to be churning out with nobles. Now, today they mostly live in Singapore or Hong Kong. And uh, yeah, and they kind of want to prove that they can do as much a good job as the Baronet when she was around. Yes. And Albipol is extremely competitive, I have to say. And clearly she sees your bosses as a challenge for some reason. Yeah, yeah, it's very weird. I, I don't know. Well, I don't know. They came home after that and it was like told the, the young mist, you know, go a bit more aggressive with the young master Chad. But anyways, it's just... Uh, I don't. I, I mean, I, I, in the homeland, I tried to stay out of this, but you know, everybody has to bring you in. Well, did you hear the rumors about Talby? Not yet. So there's word coming around that uh, she was destined to be the hero of prophecy and yelled Excalibur and save Britain in its darkest hour. Can you believe it? <laughs> I'm actually snorting. Really? Oh, yeah. I mean, that seems to actually be true. She seemed to be quite the hero in her yacht. And she chose instead to become a supportive wife. Clearly decided that this is what she wanted to do. She was supposed to be the once and future king. I don't think she was supposed to be that. I think she was supposed to open the way to that. Weird. Yeah, I, which I, from what I understand, is, is that why she ultimately refused that. Because if she has to be the kingmaker, she decided to be where actual power it is, making the next queen king of uh, international finance. Wow. So, yeah, so don't underestimate Albi Paul. She's gonna be yielding those orange slices just as she would Excalibur. And again, she can back it up. Oh boy. And in Berserkir's thought bubble, they're just imagining John Doe and her just doing that whole punch in each hand, push back with the two of them. And uh, Asuka laughs and spills her cap. Oh, oh my. And then looks around to feel it again. And the bottle is empty. Oh, ah. Uh. So I'm going to go to the cellar to get a new bottle. You wait here. All right, I'll clean up the mess. And oh, I'll be grateful. And you hear her high heels in the corridor and you hear the elevator come in and uh, she go inside and you realize that uh, you, as she's going to the cellar, you have the home all for yourself to snoop around. I guess I'll snoop around for some cleaning supplies, air quotes. Mm-hmm. So you want to get information on her bosses, on the kids, maybe on the kid that is going to the conservatory, or yes, on uh, Asuka herself. Mm-hmm. I have to choose one, right? <laughs> like I kind of want all of it. <laughs> I mean, it. You. The, uh, that's the thing. You have. You need to give me which one you do first, because again, time is a factor. So you, maybe you can do all of those, but you don't know. I will go for the kid going to the conservatory first. Yeah, and you turn that door, and it's closed with a key. So you have to either open it or I don't know, look for the key or something. Do you still want to go there? Mm. Don't want to break anything in there. I don't. I guess I'll look for the key, but she's probably got the keys. Yeah. I guess I'll try the parents' room then. Yeah. 
The parents' room, they seem to be in pristine conditions, but you don't see any type of personal objects here. It almost looks like a guest room. Mm. There's not even the stench of someone having lived and slept here. It's kept so clean that, again, not even dust that once be belonged to them remains here. It's extremely sterile. Creepy. I guess I'll go for Asuka then. Asuka. Yeah. And, yeah, and her door is halfway open. You get the feeling that uh, she was working on something that, uh, you know, before she got information of these arrangements and she had to buy stuff. And you see a lot of music posters. You see a guitar. You see a, pi a piano and an electric keyboard, rather. And uh, you see a stack of vinyl discs. And you see something blinking. And you recognize the stream monitors and a quite big computer that you get the feeling that it's as powerful as the machine that you have back home. And yeah, all of this is cramped on this maid quarter. There's barely a place for her to sleep, basically. It's only a futon that is against the wall. Mm. And you can see the noise and the heat coming from the computer that is doing something that's really being pushed to its limit. Interesting. Is there anything on the screen of the computer or in a printout or whatever they're using? Yeah. So what would be something that someone like Berserkir could see that this is clearly both advanced computing and extremely illegal and even Berserkir will get? Yeah, if it was modern day, I would say crypto. <laughs> <laughs> No. Uh, crypto is banned on this podcast. <laughs> and unfortunately, it's not illegal. I know. Robot brain? Uh, is that fair? Or uh, rather, how is that illegal and something that person can understand? Yeah. Well, it's just a robot's head. It's actively talking. <laughs> yeah, that's just normal magic. Don't you have talking heads? Yeah, you have talking heads where you live, don't you? I mean, I talk to my talking heads all the time. Big stone things in the middle of nowhere. They talk to me. Uh, anyways, can I get a suggestion from the group? Like, I can't really think of anything. I mean, there's the classic chunk of nuclear material. <gasps> no. Maybe she's hacking in something nuclear. Yeah. She's a super, super hacker. I guess she's hacking into some, I don't know, military power trying to get through their firewall. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. You, you recognize the heraldry of the American empire in a lot of the pages there. And you recognize the bar that this that represents files being transferred. And, uh, and yeah, you realize that He's copying to this computer information from the Americans. That much even you know. And uh, as you turn away from the computer, you realize that uh, Asuka is standing at the threshold holding a bottle of Chardonnay. Crimson Gold Agonies is an associate of Court Games and D20 Radio. Joaquin Jarv, aka Berserkir, is played by Brent Torreson. They can be found at Copper Credit almost everywhere. Check out their other podcasts, Splinters of Jade and L5R Thriller Actual Play. They are available for editing work. Message them for rates. Johnny Jennings, aka The Highwayman, is played by Sam Sedlak. They can be found at SGCA Delaysec on Instagram and Young Space Dead on Twitter. They are largely impressive. John Doe is played by Bradley Handler. You can follow him at Judge the Barbarian on Twitter or as 
co-writer on Split Roll, where he screams his opinions at you. Ludo handles the rest. You can find them at The Lettel and more of her stuff as Agonizing Crimson at Ichio or co-writing Split Roll. Sentinel Comics RPG is the property of Greater Than Games and designed in collaboration with Critical Hits. Crimson Gold Agonies is possible through the support of listeners like you. You can support us on Patreon or even better, you can review us on iTunes and you can spread the word because there is no better way to get into a podcast just because a friend told us about it. Such a, for example, Snyder's Return. Snyder's Return is a tabletop role-playing game interviews and actual play podcast. We interview content creators, Twitch streamers, and fellow podcasters, and we put out our own actual play using a variety of different systems. So come and join us, come and have a listen. You can find us on Twitter at Return Snyder. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, or check out our website at www.snidersreturn.squarespace.com.